She's a licensed therapist. He's a professional educator. Together, they offer their experience and insights, normalizing concerns of everyday life. And now, here's the deal with Audrey Nelson and Devin Clapper. Welcome back to Here's the Deal. Uh, I'm Devin Cleffer and joined, as always, by the very fabulous Audrey Nelson. What's up, Audrey? What's up? Dude, I can't believe that we actually got on today. Yeah, for those of you that are unaware of the challenges uh, behind the scenes, that is... um, uh, Devin's fault. Yeah, totally. It's totally my fault because the step-by-step directions that I sent Audrey about how to hook up her microphone is uh, clearly uh, written in the wrong language. So I'll be breaking out the felt boards and putting together a YouTube video for her next time. I do feelings, Devin. Do you? What are you feeling feeling. right now? I'm feeling uh, feeling right about myself right now. Oh, well, that's great. That's good. That's not a feeling. Yeah. But I can't believe that we're here. Seriously, it's taken forever. It seems like it. But we finally got it, I think. Here we are. And here we are. And what are we going to talk about? I don't even know. Well, you know, Audrey, I'm glad you it. asked me. Um, you know what? Let's let's talk about this thing that's coming up around the corner. Uh, there, we were still into this kind of this quasi shelter in place thing going on. Numbers are spiking across the continent, um, and and yet at the for, same time for COVID, so for, we're in COVID. Get just in case people right. listen to this and, in the future. Yeah, and, for yeah. the uh, coronavirus. Right, right. You may have heard of it. Yes. yes. Um, and but we're getting ready to soon enough go back to school soon Uh enough and uh, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on with some people are going to be meeting only digitally some folks are going to be meeting twice a week on campus some folks are going to try to have classes in somewhat of a normal schedule and um as as a professional educator who just wrapped up teaching a summer school course this week whoo it's a madness but um here's what i'd love to know from your perspective there there seems to be two at least two major things coming out of this whole quarantine shelter in place thing with this COVID-19. And that is one parents feel super inadequate when it comes to helping like deliver content for uh, kids going to school. And I think that that's true from like kindergarten through 12. And, and then there's also part of this is like, Oh, look, I'm waking up and it's just me and my damn family again. And so I'd love to talk to you about the latter part of that. Like here, we're, we're three plus months into this. There, there's, there's talk about us maybe going back to more, um, more restricted lifestyles uh, again, like where we were earlier this spring. And how, how do we as grown ass adults uh, actually learn to cope with, quite frankly, just being locked down with our family for so long? Keep eating. Just keep eating. Just keep shoveling <laughs> it like in. Dory from as much as you can. You just keep just eating. Costco, just keep Costco, eating. Costco, Costco. <laughs> uh, we're going to need two pallets today. That'd be great. <laughs> no, I think that that is a great question. I think it's really hard. And there's even like two sides just within that piece of it, which yeah. is like some people are just like, this is great. I really get to be with my kids, which is true. Yeah. Um, Because I know that there is that pull for a lot of families um, with, um, you know, some guilt sets in about, I want to be with my kids, but I, I have to work. Mm. Um, and I think that's true for so many people. Um, so there's this kind of, you know, enjoying the time, but then there's, there's this, like, are you flipping kidding me? Mm. If I, if I have to try to figure out something to do, you know, w- one more flipping activity to keep my kids occupied, yeah. I'm just going to scream. Yeah. So it's just a lot. Um, 
So I, I think, I think that there's more of the same, you know, we've talked a lot about, well, we haven't yet, but we will. Um, but in the previous podcast, um, and in some other postings that I've done, I talk a lot about self-care a lot. And I just think that that's imperative, especially when you're in a place where you feel like you're stuck or you feel like you don't have any control. And in some instances you do not have control, right? You know, you can't go out and have your life be business as usual. There are some boundaries in place for, um, physical safety. So, um, so I think that what there is to do is to first take care of yourself. And I know that's really hard to hear for some parents because they're like, no, my kids should come first, you know? Mm. But the truth is, is that if we don't fill our bucket and we don't take care of ourselves, then all of that's going to seep through onto our kids and sleep seep right through into our parenting. Yeah. So, and also uh, the options for self-care are slimmer than they were too. Because for a lot of people, maybe it's going to the gym, maybe it's going to the beach and spending the day. You know, maybe it's getting together with friends, going to dinner with friends, meeting up, and we just can't do those things right, right now. So there has to be ways in which, you know, you can take care of yourself and fill your bucket, which is like noticing the way that you think about yourself, noticing the way you talk to yourself, noticing, you know, what you say to yourself. Are you are you judging yourself about how you're doing the homeschooling, mm. or I hear that a lot of parents are comparing themselves to other parents that are doing the homeschooling. Wow. Have you not heard that no. as an educator? That sounds, yes. No, because I know that I'm yes. better than any parent, so I don't need to hear conversations <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh my God, there's so many issues. So, um, so uh, said like a true yeah. entitled man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, hey, but this yes, week's I, white privilege moment brought to you by <laughs> Devin Clapper. <laughs> <laughs> so, but truly, I've heard it a lot that people are kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I do not want to be doing this. Yeah. yeah. And um, this, you know, and and I'm also hearing that so and so is doing all these wonderful Pinterest projects and coming up with these great lesson plans and. And, um, or, you know, oh, this person's teacher is, is, um, doing so much better at the online piece. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of teachers also that's, they're not used to that either. Yeah. So some of them are going to have their strengths and their weaknesses in that area also. So there's a lot of people who are doing this, you know, comparing things. So right. if we can just stop that, that would be a great first step. Um, and, and just kind of scale it back, manage your expectations, mm. You know, scaling it back a bit, like this is really tough times. It's hard times emotionally for us. And we even have language for it. We can say, I'm so frustrated. I, and I, I'm clear that it's because I can't do the things I used to do. I miss hugs. I miss physical touch. I miss being close to people and having in-depth conversations and connecting. So we can explain it. Kids don't have that language. Right. They don't have that um, emotional intelligence yet they have some and they have really good intuition, but even if they, so it's like they feel all the feelings, but they don't have the language to get it out, which yeah. is really frustrating. Right. So, so just knowing that about our kids and for ourselves, how frustrating it is and scale back the expectations, like look at, look at where we're at and what we're in the middle of and how can we adapt to how we relate to ourselves so that we're kinder and gentler and giving ourselves more freedom and more space 
to kind of just be and just hang rather than trying to keep a structure that is business as usual right. because it's not. Well, I think that's one of the things that we've discovered in our own household. And, and my wife and I are both professional educators and obviously adults and especially kids want love. You need. have one adult in your house. Let's just clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Point taken. Um, but, but, but like, we understand, like, even, even at that though, um, like we, we, we love routines, kids, especially they need mm -hmm. routines. Right. And I think that yeah. that's one of the things that, that we discovered, right. That, and I won't even say we, cause my wife was really the, the thrust behind this entire thing. And that is maintaining some semblance of a quote unquote school routine. And the longer mm -hmm. that that happened, the more wary my wife got and it just yes. became quite frankly, just not sustainable. And so even as two professional educators in the house, like there were days where we just said, you know what, like we're not, we're not going to log into the zoom meeting today or, yeah. or we're not going to do the math homework. And I know that a lot of people might be taken aback at that, but like the reality is sustainability has to come first. If it's not sustainable, then it ain't worth it. Yep. And I, and I think the other part of that, you know, and, and I'd love for you to speak to this, Audrey, is it's one thing, you know, we we're here on the West Coast. You and I have been through our share of earthquakes, including the the last big one in 1989, where schools and and some of the businesses shut down for a couple of days and stuff. But here we are. We literally don't know what the next week is going to bring. The next month is going to bring. And I think for me, as someone who and I don't know if you knew this about me, Audrey, but I love to have things planned out. Really? Yeah, I, I know, know that at all. What as are we I'm talking looking, about today? I don't I'm know. Let's at just your, talk. At your studio and every single picture is lined up yeah. perfectly like yeah. the major yeah. OCD master yeah. just hung them just right. Yeah. Well, it's what I like to call just a little bit of a heaven on earth. Um, but Or serial serial ways. <laughs> either way. Just don't look way. inside the closet. Um <laughs> But, but reality is I think that this is where a lot of adult stress comes from is like, we want to comfort our kids. We want to reassure kids, but the reality is we don't know what is around the corner with, are we, are we going to be released from shelter in place? You know, some of the counties in Santa Cruz or rather uh, California have, have kind of released and loosened some of their restrictions and then boom, we're getting these spikes with more COVID numbers. And then, so all of a sudden we're shutting things down again. And, and I think for, for me, it's really tough to sometimes like help my daughter navigate through this when I don't even know what tomorrow's going to bring. Mm -hmm. So, so that's where you taking care of yourself comes into place mm -hmm. first. So you getting your support. So, um, and kids can tell when we are BSing them, they mm. can smell it from a mile away, yeah. right? They're like little truth detectors. So, um, so the first thing that I would say is take care of yourself, call your friends, call a therapist. There's lots of therapists that are still practicing even remotely, mm. but call a therapist, um, go talk to a member of your church, you know, somebody that you can lean on that you can, you know, support you, whatever it is, and really get that first layer of fear kind of vented out mm. and have it land somewhere so that you are not carrying that, that first top layer 
around. Um, and for yourself, validate your feelings, you know, really how you relate to yourself really is the issue and how you relate to yourself is going to spill out again into everybody that you come into contact with, especially your family. Mm. So, you know, how are you going to be with your fear? You know, can you sit with your fear and go and just really have compassion for yourself and, um, and talk to yourself in a very kind and gentle way? Like, yes, wow, this is scary. I don't know what's coming. And here's what scares me about it. And then what I would say is notice what your thoughts are. Are you, are you, I call it like future thinking, future tripping, um, which is like worried about what's going to happen. Like right now I have some thoughts about what's going to happen in the fall. Yeah. And and I'm getting these emails about, here's one idea. Here's one idea. I'm not reading those emails, to be honest. I'm just give me the final answer. Yeah. You know, because the truth is, is that if I obsess on, on each of these plans, I could be doing that for no reason. It's not going to help to think about what's going to happen, you know, to worry about what's going to happen in the fall. You could think about it, but to worry about it, what happens is when we think about or worry about the future, our body reacts as if that thing that we're worrying about is happening right now in the present. Mm. Wreaks havoc on our nervous system, our energy, our mood. Physically, yeah, you know, if you get if you get anxiety, heart palpitations, shortness of breath, that sort of thing. Right. So we really want to do our best to stay in the present moment. That's the first piece. And then what I would say with your kids, I think it's perfectly fine. Each family's different. You know your family the best, so please, you know, resort to your gut instinct about your family. But I think it's really important to be honest with your kids. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm scared too, and we're going to be okay. We're going to get through it together. You know, but I want you to know that I'm scared too. Maybe our fear can hang out together. Tell me about your fear. I'll tell you about mine. Not in depth like you would a friend. You want to have boundaries with it. But like, yeah, sometimes I wonder like, you know, can I go to the grocery store next week? Or, you know, you have to keep it age appropriate. You don't want to put too much in there. Right. But you do want to validate what they're sensing. You don't want to act like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Because also if they see that you're fine and they're not, they're going to go inward with that and think that something's wrong with them. Well, what are some good ways to actually like bring that up? Because I think a a fear that that some adults have is if I mention it, then they'll actually be afraid. But if I don't mention it, then maybe that they're not actually going to be afraid because, you know, it's the thing that we leave alone. I think... I think that, first of all, trust you, you're, it depends on how much you really want to disclose or, or bring things up. As a general rule, I would say, I think that it is um, good to ask general conversations. You can just ask, hey, what, things have certainly changed, mm-hmm. right? Like we're home, you're home with mom and dad a lot. We're doing this homeschooling. Some days it's really frustrating. Yeah. How are you doing with the change? Yeah. You know, what's going on for you? And, and they say, I'm fine. And, you know, like, leave it. Whatever they come up with, you know, let them have that experience. What I would do, for, especially for younger kids, is what you really want to watch is behavior. Mm. And especially for boys, you know, um, really looking at what is the behavior looking like? Yeah. What is that, you know, what are you seeing that's changing, that's shifting? Also, if you hear, I'm bored. Oftentimes, I'm bored for a lot of kids can be, you know, something else. Maybe I'm anxious. I'm mm. a little bit depressed or sad, you know, to really watch for that one as well. And then of course there's always bored is bored. Right. Um, but to just know that that could mean a little bit something more as well. Does that answer your question? No, I think it does. And thank you for that. And, and so, you know, 
every night when we have, we do our, or at least do our best to have our, our dinner together as a family every night. And inevitably, you know, one of the things that we started doing, I don't know, several years ago is we go th- around the table, like, what was your rose? What was your thorn of the day? And so do you have any other like devices like that that might be helpful for parents that maybe aren't used to having like family conversations? Because I grew up in a household where we just didn't talk about stuff. I mean, I came, I came home from from uh, practice one day in high school and my mom had moved out. Like that's how dysfunctional my family Jeez. was growing up. So, so do you have like insights about that could be a, a big hurdle or a big fear of adults who normally don't have open conversations like that. So how, how do you, how do you take that step if that's not something you're used to doing within your household? You have to work on it within yourself. So it makes it really hard to do things with your kids, like on the emotional level, mm-hmm. if you haven't yet worked your own process around it, it can be done. It's just a lot harder. So what I would say is, you know, check in with yourself, check in with your feelings. There is a, there is a great, especially for, for those of us who really maybe don't know what we're feeling or we don't know how to put a name on it. Mm-hmm. There's these great things you can Google called feeling wheels. Mm-hmm. And they are wonderful. They have like every descriptor of every feeling you could have. And I have people print that out and kind of put it up in a place where they look at it every day. And I would, I would practice checking in with yourself and checking in with what you're feeling and naming what you're feeling. Mm. So, um, that would be the first step is you need to work your own process around it before you expect something from your kids that you can't yet do. You really need to kind of walk, walk that talk. Yeah. Um, so, and then in terms of exercises, I think yours is great. I think that's a great one. What's your rose? What's your thorn? What's your high? What's your low? Yeah. We do, I've been doing feelings check-ins with my kids since they were two. Wow. So, you know, we do feelings check-in, you know, we do, um, you know, how are you feeling? And then they'll say, I'm feeling sad. And then I'll give them the choice. Do you want to talk about it or tell me why you're sad? Or do Mm. you just want me to hear that you're sad? Mm. Because sometimes being heard is all that people need. It's right. just to be heard. Right. So I think that that piece is important too. And then when my kids are pissed at me, they go, you don't know anything about feelings. I'm like, really? It's what I, it's what's paying the mortgage, but okay. <laughs> well, I, so the, the, the feeling wheels are, are fantastic because for those of you that are listening to this and are not familiar with them, it's not just like when you go into the doctor and they say, well, what's your pain level? One through whatever with the little emojis there um that's helpful but one of the things that i really love about the feeling wheel is if you say oh i'm feeling angry and then what it does is it actually traces it back to what actually might be the root feeling of why you're feeling angry and so Uh that is a great navigational tool for for adults and and kids as well but i would say also like if you find that that might be even a little scary at this point like quite literally open up your text app on your phone and look at the emoji faces and just kind of figure out like, which emoji are you feeling like right now? And then kind of try to figure out like, why are you feeling like sad emoji or crazy emoji or whatever else it might be. But, but definitely like start somewhere though, because I think once you have that inner dialogue, you're really able to unpack things. And just as you had mentioned, Audrey, like when you're able to name things or talk about things or what we might sometimes call just like venting, like that can be an amazing release, but it can also really help you get to the heart of why you're feeling what you're feeling. Exactly. <clears throat> and I'll give you a hint about anger. Usually what's under anger is hurt. Mm. 
So, you know, I would not take, well, I wouldn't take any feeling as face at face value, but especially anger. Mm. Yeah. Little tidbit, little shortcut. Little, 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 little shortcut. There you go. <laughs> we have solved the world crises. <laughs> um, okay. But let me take it a little bit further though, because, you know, we had, we talked at the top of the show about it's the unknown that's out there. And that, that is, that's spooky for a lot of us. And so, you know, for those of us that are uncomfortable with the unknown, it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be like in regards to COVID and sheltering in place, but just uncomfortable with the unknown. I know mm-hmm. a, a lot of friends have been laid off or, or at risk of getting laid off soon. And so what are some ways that we can actually see that as opportunity and, and not follow this, this downward spiral of eventually ending up into even only maybe temporary, but like depression and, and anger and on all those negative things. So the fastest way for to healing is directly through it. Mm. So what I say to people is, you know, our initial instinct when we are uncomfortable or we are scared and usually there's a lot of fear surrounding the unknown. And I just want to validate this. What I mean, I just want to definitely highlight everything that you said, Devin, and also just to expand on that, mm-hmm. that there's so many people who are afraid of the unknown. It right. is so usual to feel that way. Totally. So I just want to validate anybody who feels that. And it can be anything like like what you said, like really scary stuff like, you know, am I going to have a job next week? Right. To like... Well, I don't know if if my mother-in-law is stopping by today or not. Yeah. And some people get really worried about that, something like that, because their house isn't this or that, or right. how are they going to emotionally prepare for the conversation with right. the mother-in-law, whatever it is. But, you know, there's a spectrum of what comes up around and the around the unknown. Yeah. And that is very usual. So I'm just validating that piece. Um <clears throat> and what there is to do is to sit with those feelings, to sit with the discomfort. So when we get really uncomfortable it kicks in that fight or flight response and we really Mm. want to push it away how do we avoid this but the truth is when we avoid really hard feelings they pop up someplace else yep they always pop up so the way to keep that from happening is that you really slow or stop and you sit in the discomfort so sitting in like oh i just got the unknown, it really scares me. Okay, well, let's just breathe into that for a moment. Let's mm. just sit, take a couple of deep breaths, notice what is that. Well, it's like I'm nervous in my belly or I'm nauseous or my heart is pounding. My chest feels heavy. I have a headache. I have a stomach ache. I have loose bowels, you know, whatever that is, and really sit with it and go, okay, well, what is that? Well, fear. Fear of what? Mm. Fear of I can't take care of my family. Mm. Fear of being on, you know, the streets, the da da da. And kind of going through, walking right into what is the scariest thing. Mm. And once we visited that, once you sit, with what is the scariest thing, then it's not, that's how you kind of have it be more familiar. It's not this big, scary unknown that you're avoiding. Yeah. And, and the hope is that you sit in it and you go, okay, wait a minute. How realistic is that? Well, I've got, you know, this in the bank and I have this and I have family that would help me and I have, okay. So not real realistic that you would end up on the streets or even Mm. lose your house. Mm. So let's work backwards from there. You know, so to really sit in it and allow yourself to feel it, to plan it out and to have a realistic conversation about what is so. Yeah. Um, I already forgot your question. Yeah. Well, did uh, I answer it? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad that it was like on, on point. <laughs> 
but you know, it's just, it, it's just so interesting how it's our first. And you know, this is, this is kind of my soapbox right now. Yeah. Um, is, is just, it's so interesting how we all avoid tough stuff. Like mm-hmm. I just, I want to avoid the sadness and the hurt and the fear and the anxiety. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can appreciate that it's uncomfortable, but so what? Yeah. It's going to pass. And the avoidance is what the avoidance of looking at the unknown has a better chance of having you, yes, be on the streets or have something really, you know, negative happen because you're not willing to look at it to be able to, to calm your feelings enough to then make a solid smart plan of how you're going to, you know, take the next step. Right. Because we spiral, like what you said, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just notice this is what we do. Right. So let's see if we can do something else. Well, and I think that, you know, one of the things that this really brings to mind is, and I I will fully confess uh, again uh, on this podcast that, you know, one of the, the challenges I've had my entire life is, um, habits revolving around eating. And, you know, I'm very much like, Hey, let's celebrate by eating. Hey, let's drown our sorrows by eating. Hey, let's, um, well, let's celebrate the fact that we got out of bed today by eating. And, <laughs> and, and so for me, I have like really crazy relationships with food that are totally unhealthy in, in so many ways. But, but part of this, and you brought this up at the, the beginning of this particular response was that, that, that comfort zone. And when we are yeah. not in our comfort zone, we inevitably seek comfort in other ways, whether that's with, in my case, food, it could also be with a number of other things, whether it's alcohol or whether it's pornography or whatever else it might be. And so, because we, we don't all want... the fun stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. If, <laughs> if your sin don't feel good, pick another one. Um, <laughs> but, but how do, how do we avoid going like, okay, I, Obviously, I, I want to own the situation that I'm in and the feelings I'm having, and I don't want to allow myself, and I know that you're going to completely hammer my use of the word allow, because I, I know that you're going to say that we should allow ourselves this and that from time to time, but h- how do we avoid getting into bad habits that we actually don't want to have hanging around after COVID or after this emotional um, moment is, is done with? You avoid it by being really present to it, by by be staying aware and awake. Mm. So meaning the the food, the food and the alcohol and the porn and you know, and those are all great examples because they're very realistic. You know, cigarettes, marijuana, yeah, all of that TV, right? You know, zoning in on TV. Um, really there's so many things that can be used to numb. And um so if, if there's a part of you that's already engaged in that, mm-hmm. then what there is to do is to notice that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So not to stop it, not to stop it, because then that turns into good and bad. That mm-hmm. turns into like, okay, I'm just going to not go there, but I don't have any coping skills yet to deal with these feelings, mm-hmm. right? So the feelings are going to get overwhelming, and then you're going to go further into more food right? or longer time on watching porn or whatever it is. So you want to It's be only really... about two minutes, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Um, so I was going to say your poor wife, and then I'm like, oh, she probably appreciates that now. Oh, been married for a while. So, <laughs> so, um, so really, really, this is one of those things. Well, this is, this is for everything. How you relate to the issue is the issue. So I'm going to say that again, how you relate to the issue is the issue. So 
how are you going to be with yourself when these tough things come up and mm. you want to turn to numbing? Yeah. So if, if we go to avoidance, to judgment, to um, checking out, we're going to choose those things that are ultimately unhealthy for us. But if we, the way that we can avoid them is by looking directly at our stuff, looking directly at them, mm. sitting in them, noticing how we're feeling, noticing what we want to do and making a conscious choice. Like I know I've said this before. I had a girlfriend in the very beginning of COVID. This girlfriend called me. I adore her. She goes, Audrey, she goes, here's the deal. She's all, she goes, this COVID thing, I am like eating myself into oblivion. Mm. She goes, by the end of this thing, I'm going to be like 200 pounds heavier. I said, listen, this is what you do. You either, you either turn it around right now and you make a choice. I'm going to shift my behavior and I'm going to be consistent with it. And I'm going to come up with a plan of support. I'm going to work my process and shift it. Mm. Or you decide that I'm going to, you know, dive in and I'm just going to allow myself to just eat through this thing. But what I told her is you be conscious, mm. be conscious and aware. This is, I feel really bored. I feel anxious. I don't know what's, what, you know, the unknown. I don't know what's coming next. I don't know what all this COVID stuff means. Um, I'm stressed out about my kids and you just make a conscious choice. I know I'm eating my feelings. I'm doing that. And I'm going to do that right now. And I'm going to enjoy every single bite yeah. and you stay awake. What there is not to do is to continue to do the behavior and judge yourself mm. because that will keep that behavior locked in. So the way that you avoid doing those those patterns, those negative patterns of, of air quote or I'm doing air quotes with them. Um, coping yes um is is that you stay awake to your process mm. you notice your feelings you try to get support in another way or if you're engaging in the behavior stay awake to it notice that you're doing it be gentle with yourself don't judge yourself try to be neutral with yourself here i am eating yet another pint of fish food ice cream i'm just making that up i never do i always Total random example <laughs> yeah totally random are you kidding me <laughs> kidding um so so, you know, just being, just being gentle, how you relate to the issue is the issue. Mm. I, I love that because I think that not only is that accurate, but that's super simple to keep in mind. And I think that, yes, taking the judgment part out of it, out of any behavior is, is super important. That that's not, I did. And I just want to clarify, it's not to like let yourself off the hook in the sense of like, Oh, I'm not going to judge myself. Therefore I don't need to be aware of what I'm doing, but it's, I, I'm not going to, think ill of myself because I'm whatever overindulging in, in whatever vice that that you may have. Exactly. As we get ready to kind of wrap stuff up, Audrey, kind of like what what is the deal in this? What what do we want folks to walk away with from this episode? We covered so much stuff. Okay. So so here's and then feel free to to add something in, Devin, but I think, you know, I think that what the takeaway is from here is to um, and this ties back to when you were talking about the sustainability of, you know, making sure that a new plan is sustainable when there's something, a wrench thrown into your life plan, such as, you know, COVID, um, is you want to come up with a plan, but have fluidity with it. Be flexible. Mm. 
So the takeaway, be fluid, be flexible, try things out. If they don't work, shift. Mm. You might start with a structure, but it doesn't work after a while. Shift, focus on just being with your kid, being outside. Academics might not be the number one priority right now. Yeah. So be willing to be open and fluid when change comes, especially unforeseen change. Yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing, work your own process. Get your own support. Work on your own feelings about what's coming up. Work your own process so that you can teach your kids how to work their process so that you can show up with to your family fully whole and complete and in your best state of being. Mm. Thirdly, um, just working on awareness. And this is part of working on your process. Be aware and awake to what your thoughts and feelings are. Get support. Um, if you're engaging in, in behaviors that are unhealthy, do your best to not judge yourself mm. and just notice what the triggers are. Triggers are like, you know, what the feelings are that come up when you want to reach out for that pint. Right. For that second or third pint. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Just noticing and having compassion for that part in you that is really scared or really bored or really lonely. Mm. I, I love all of those. And I think I would I would I would concur with each of those and, and just add like one of the, the great things for me personally that has come out of this shelter in place with this this COVID-19 stuff is it has really forced me to go like, oh, there are actually so many things that I've been curious about. I have time to now actually satiate that curiosity. I have been reading like a madman. I don't know how many books I've completed in the last three months, but probably more than in the last three years combined. I've been delving into new hobbies that I've always thought like, oh, that could be cool. And and like, here was an opportunity to do that. So I think yes to everything you said. And at the same time, take advantage of this opportunity. And even if it's just 30 minutes a day where you're doing something that is like brand new, that not only helps you redirect stuff, but boy, that really causes neurons to fire. That makes the, the uh, serotonin and, and uh, the, the endorphins and all those things that are going to work to your benefit chemically within you be a really good um, counterbalance to all the stresses about the uncertainty and trying to homeschool your kids and, and all that during this time. So be encouraged to go Press, press the envelope a little bit and, and go figure out something new. Get, get your mind focused on something new that uh, is, is going to keep you from getting uh, in, in ruts of, of bad habits. Great. Agree. Well, listen, that's going to wrap it up on this episode of Here's the Deal. As always, we invite you to swing on by uh, Here's the Deal podcast.com where you can find our complete archive of shows. And uh, subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you uh, feel so inclined, we'd love for you to even swing by Apple Podcasts and feel free to give us a seven-star review. We'll love you forever for that. And we will look forward to seeing you next time on Here's the Deal. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Here's the Deal. Be sure to visit us online at heresthedealpodcast.com to find our full archive of shows or to suggest a topic for a future show. Here's the Deal, normalizing concerns of everyday life. This podcast is a production of Be Heard Studios. To learn more about Be Heard Studios and its shows, as well as opportunities for those looking to begin a podcast, Visit us online at beheardstudios.com. Beheard Studios, creators of diverse listening experiences.